As we continue to preview the teams in Region 11 for this upcoming 2022 football season, uh, we have a chance to talk to uh, Travis Cox, the head coach of the Ridgeline Riverhawks, reigning champions, and uh, had a heck of a year last year and to continue to have um, a lot of support for their program as well. Coach, thanks for your time today and as we uh, get to know this team this year. Yeah, good to be here. Happy to talk some football, so um, thanks for having me on. So uh, for for starters, I mean, every every coach every year has to replace key guys. They graduate, they move on, but it seems like Ridgeline has been affected seemingly more than most with uh, the, the talent that you had last year that helped get you to uh, that great success that you had a season ago. So that's probably one of the biggest questions that, that I've been g- getting as people talk to me about the high school football here in the Valley is what is Ridgeline going to look like after so many key guys have graduated? Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm getting the same question and a uh, good question, obviously. So, uh, yeah, we got to um, replace a lot of our, you know, skilled guys, quarterback, running back, um, receiver. So, yeah, all over the field we're having to replace guys. Uh, but what kind of gives us hope and, you know, I've always been the believer that, you don't win games without a good old line and you know we have three three returners back over there and i think that's kind of where we're going to hunker down and you know try to try to win games with those guys up front so i'm, I'm kind of curious you know a lot of teams you know after they win a championship the next off season there's a lot of talk you know trying to do the little things in terms of repeating you know staying focused i'm curious you know obviously you're trying to do those things like what are the things that you do with the team to try and reinforce those ideas, uh, if that makes uh, Yeah, I mean, we always, you know, it doesn't matter what team we have. And, you know, I've been, only been here for two years, but we've always kind of preached the same thing and, you know, practice and preparation and, you know, try to play with some confidence. And so we always just drill that in our kids' head all the time. And, you know, this year is a little bit different, whereas last year you could, you know, we could have been complacent because a lot of those guys had been playing. This year I haven't had to worry about, like, oh, we've been there, done that, because we have a lot of new kids. So, you know, they have the pressure on them to try to, like, you know, carry on kind of what we've been doing the couple last couple of years. So they've been ultra-focused and want to work hard because it's their turn. And so that's kind of been, you know, pretty good for us because we've had great kind of work ethic over the offseason. As you've kind of worked in this off season and with, and we've talked, asked this of other coaches as well. And, and I think in your case, trying to find you know the best available players to fill holes that need to be filled. Have you had to move players to different positions very much? Well, you know, last year we moved Jackson Olson from quarterback to receiver. He ended up being a phenomenal receiver, but his natural position is quarterback. And so he's going to go back and play that, um, but other than him, pretty much everyone's kind of staying kind of where they've, they've been playing. Um, but, yeah, he's kind of the major one. So he's, so he's at Olsen going to be playing quarterback? Yeah, Jackson will be quarterback, yep. Now, he's got a scholarship offer to Utah State as a wide receiver. Is that correct? Yes, that is, yeah. You know, he's a phenomenal athlete, but he's got a really good arm. So we're going to try to get the ball in his hands a lot. So that's, you know, that's kind of our plan with him. Yeah, I was kind of going to ask about that because I was wondering if he was going to play wide receiver and maybe incorporate him in other parts of the offense. But I guess if he's playing quarterback, are you going to try and run like a lot of things through him? You know, use him in the run game and maybe even you know just try and use him 
as many places as possible? Yeah, I mean, I think you always got to be careful with running quarterbacks. I'm not a big believer in you know, running a quarterback a lot because they have to do so much for your team. So a little spot kind of run him. But uh, he, he's just such a phenomenal athlete, can make a lot of plays, you know, in and outside of the pocket, good arms. So, you know, we'll, we'll be a little bit different than we were last year. Last year we didn't run a quarterback at all. Um, but we'll we'll use Jackson a little bit different. But overall, we we still believe in the quarterback getting us in the right plays and getting the balls to the right guys, and then being the threat that he is, you know, when he does have the ball in his hands. So, so uh, that's no, kind of how we'll approach him. So no Lamar Jackson style uh, offense there with with Jackson. No, I mean it will be more Lamar style than we were last year. But I wouldn't say he's going to be carrying the ball twenty times a game. I don't think that's healthy for a team. Again, we're talking to Travis Cox, head coach of the Ridgeline River Hawks, and uh, you've, as you've mentioned, you've only been a head coach for a few years. How is this year uh, different, maybe, than the years past as you've uh, getting ready for the upcoming season? Um, yeah, so my career's been a little bit odd because the first year was COVID, and that was really hard. But I didn't know it was really hard because it was my first year. So now, having gone through last year, was you know we were still kind of dealing with it, but. I was with a group of kids I'd known for a really long time, so they were really easy to coach. And um, you know, this year's different in the sense that I'm having to get used to some new kids and and kind of their their personality because every team's different. So um, as far as that's concerned, that's where it's been a little bit different. But as far as like kind of how our culture runs everything, our kids have been in it for now three years, and so they practices and how we work and what we do is we haven't had to reinvent that the kids are really good at you know trying to get done the stuff that we need to get done so that part of it's been pretty pretty easy for us so it's been fun though to get it to know these kids in a different level than i have in the past and i guess kind of in, a, in addition to that has your has your coaching staff been the same throughout or if you had to make some changes there um we're relatively the same and that's you know, what's made it really good this year is, you know, our D staff's now kind of been together for a couple of years. And same with our offense. So what we want to get done and having gone through, you know, two seasons together, we're really on the same page now. Whereas, you know, last year we were still trying to figure out exactly kind of how we wanted to do things. We had a couple new coaches last year. But for the most part, our staff's the same. So that's made our off season much more efficient than we've been in the past. So I believe uh, you're returning like four guys uh, on the front seven on defense, uh, and kind of like how you talked about, you know, the offensive line. You return like three guys there. Are you feel like you're going to have to rely on those returners in the front seven, whereas you know you're replacing a lot of guys uh, in the defensive backfield? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's where every I mean I would venture to guess most football coaches kind of start on the trenches. So yeah, well, O and D line are really important for us um, this year, and so yeah, we're. We're looking to do some things up there. We got some guys that might play. We might play a few guys more both ways this year than we have in the past. So we're, we're going to try to. We, we weren't very big last year up front, so I think we're going to try to add a little bit more size up there so we can kind of manage the, that. You know, the line of scrimmage a little bit better. Coach, when you look at your non-region schedule, uh, it's an interesting mix of some higher schools, at least higher classification schools, uh, a, a smaller school from Idaho. Uh, another you know, school from Region 10, who knew, who knows, that could be a, a playoff preview. When you put that schedule together, the non-region schedule, did you have a 
philosophy in mind about teams, types of teams that you wanted to play, or just kind of whatever was available? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. So I wanted to go after the best teams I could find that you know we could play. So I think you know going after Stansbury has been really good. Bonneville's always has been tough. So I kind of wanted to go after some tougher five A schools. Um, I think it kind of helps you as you get into region and state. So I want to go after them for sure. And then, you know, I, I, the other two, you know, I don't love having to go to St. George, but it is fun to play that region just because it's a pretty competitive region. You kind of get an idea where you sit, you know, after you play them. And Snow Canyon's got a really good team this year. So, um, yeah, I've, I, I, I want. I always want to try to play the best teams I can find. That's for sure. Then the number one goal. Um, the Idaho team. I. I couldn't. I barely. I barely. I. It took me a long time to find that game. So I just needed a game. So we took Idaho, and they were lucky enough to come up to our place this year, so we could have another home game. So, but they're they're actually a really good team. I think they're eleven and one last year, and they do some different things on offense. So it'll be a good game for us. So what's kind of the, the philosophy behind going after all these tough schools? Is it just playing the toughest so you can uh, – I just think it – I mean, you learn a lot when you go against, you know, good, well-coached teams. You learn a lot about your team, where you're at, um, what you need to get better on. I mean, the most important thing for us is, you know, we always – our goal is always to try to win the last game. And sometimes you lose before that last game, but – you need to figure out, you know, what you need to work on, where you're good at, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and I think you find that out better when you play good teams. So as you mentioned, you know, losing, is this team kind of mentally ready to lose? Because they didn't lose at all last year. You know, so a, lot of these, uh, a lot of these kids may not have known what defeat tastes I'm like. Not, I'm not, yeah, we're not mentally ready to lose, that's for sure. So <laughs> I don't like to lose, so we're, we're, we're not thinking about that. If we do, we'll figure out when we get there, but we're not – we're not really thinking about that right now. That, that's actually that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good mentality. I guess the yes, same thing. Like, you, know, you just got to kind of figure out what happens when you lose. Obviously, you know you don't want the the previous year to overshadow you. But, you know, thirteen and zero. I mean, these kids kind of feel the pressure of of you know not losing and keeping that winning streak going through a second year. Um, you know, we don't really talk about it, and you know, we really try to focus. I mean, it's kind of cliche-ish, but we really just focus on you know one practice at a time, and then when we get to game week, we focus on that game and trying to figure out what we do. And, you know, it's kind of has always been our approach, and we just try to get better each and every day. And hopefully, you know, as you get to those last games, you're, you're kind of peaking at the right time. So we know it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So we really don't try to get too far ahead of ourselves. And we don't think about last year. We have we hardly even talked about it. So the only thing we really talk about is – what we talked about for last season, and that is just kind of how we prepare. So, Coach, I, I recall vividly your reaction when I asked you about RPI. You are not a fan. <laughs> but as as you put your schedule together, and I'm sorry to keep dwelling on the schedule, but uh, RPI is a factor uh, when you look at complete wins and losses. But um, – has that changed your philosophy at all? Is as you've been in this a little bit longer and seen how RPI works, or is it still just about scheduling the best teams for your team to get you ready for region play? Yeah, I mean, last year we thought we had a really hard schedule, and it ended up not being great because 
Woods Cross was, you know, when we scheduled Woods Cross back in the day, they were a really good team. And they didn't win a game last year. Um, Bonneville, I think, ended up winning their region, but they had some losses. Um, so I don't know. I, I just try to schedule good teams. And, you know, we won all of our games last year, and we were still number two. The previous year, we lost one game, and that was to the number one team, and we were four. So it's one of those things where you just, it's something that's so out of your control, and you try to win all your games, and it, you just play who you got to play. And so. I really don't, honestly, nowadays I don't even really worry about the RPI. I don't. There's some parts that is good in the sense that it kind of matches up the best teams for the most part, but it's not a perfect science, and knowing how it works, I just don't worry about it anymore. So That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Skoja, I'm kind of curious. Um, like, so you're, you're coaching at a school that's been around for, I think, six years. Yep. And you've got some schools around here. You know, Logan's been around for, I think, over 100 years. I mean, I went to a school that was around for over 100 years now, and I think you're a Mountain Chris grad, which, and so that school's been around a while. Like, You're playing at a school that hasn't really established maybe traditions or at least you know the traditions that go on for decades. Yep. So what's it like for you coaching where like you're you're establishing the tradition? I mean, you won the first football title last year for the school. Like, What's it like for you to, to be the, the tradition maker at that school? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of unique, and it's really fun. So uh, you know, it's really fun to try to create excitement and – you know, an atmosphere where, you know, little kids want to come up and play. And so we, we try to create a culture of, you know, when you come to a football game on a Friday night, it's really fun, enjoyable, and there's, you know, great atmosphere, and we win a lot of games. So that's, that's kind of what it is. And it's hard to create culture if you don't win. And, you know, before, you know, the first little bit, they struggled. And, you know, I think we've kind of figured out what it takes to win, and you can kind of see – you know, the little community is kind of gravitating towards, you know, what we're doing. I think we set a huge record in um, Little League football ten- or sign-ups this year by, like, almost 50 guys, 50 kids. So it's really kind of exciting just to see the development of the younger kids coming in. And then our freshman groups are bigger. And so I think it's a credit to the older guys that have come through the program to kind of help establish it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of it's a, it's probably one of the funner things to, to get to do is to build your own traditions. Yeah, Travis Cox, head coach of the Ridgeline Riverhawks. I have just two quick uh, more questions for you, coach, and we'll let you go. But okay. uh, the first one, just to, as Jason already alluded to, you graduated from Mountain Crest, and there's a number of the coaches in this region who are from the area and just makes that even that much more interesting. What do you see this year in Region 11 and how that landscape looks for your region play? Well, I think our region is going to be really competitive this year. I think um, every team's kind of got some strengths, and I think every team's going to try to figure out a few things that they need to, that they don't know about. But you know, overall, top to bottom, I think it's going to be a pretty competitive region. And you know, it kind of makes you know playing football in our valley and in our region really fun because everyone does know everyone, and when the games are competitive, it makes it that much funner. So. I expect it to be a pretty competitive region each and every game. and um, Yeah, I think, I think it's really going to be quite a fun year. And then we were reminded the other day when we were talking to some of these other uh, high school coaches, anybody on your on your roster that's getting interest from uh, colleges? We already talked about Jackson. He's got an offer from Utah State. But uh, yeah. any other guys so on your Jay, roster? Jake Alice, um, our left tackle started since he was a sophomore. He's – he had an offer from Southern Utah, and he's got some bigger schools looking at him. 
Um, so he's he's kind of one of the guys. Uh, Ashton McFarland's getting some looks. Owen Monk's getting a little bit of looks. So we're we're getting more looks than we actually did last year. So for as good as our some of our kids were last year, it was a little bit quiet. So I don't know if it was no, none of the coaches could get out and see him. But uh, yeah, as things are kind of picking up a little bit more now. Well, it's an exciting time of the year and exciting to see how this team builds off of all of its success from here ago. Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger will be doing the play-by-play for Ridgeline on uh, 104.5 The Ranch. We love those guys, and they have a lot of fun calling those games for Ridgeline. And uh, excited to see how things play out this year, Coach, and uh, wish you the best of luck. All right, thanks for having me, and we appreciate all you guys do and supporting the sports in the Valley, so thank you.